Hello, I'm Somi Aryan. I'm a tech philosopher and the founder of Impeak. My guest on today's podcast is Ray Chan, the CEO of NineGag and the founder of Memeland NFT and the subsequent collection Potatoes. And now the highly anticipated captains dropping in January. Like many other successful founders, Ray gets both a lot of love and a lot of fud. That's fear, uncertainty, and doubt. So I wanted to meet him and learn more about what he's building and his ecosystem for myself. Thank you so much, first of all, for uh, joining this call. Uh, I have been looking at Memeland for quite some time now, uh, and I'm looking for an entry point. I, I uh, missed out on the potatoes. <laughs> and uh, it's just like there's so many brilliant projects in Web3, and it's just impossible to keep a track of everything. So uh, first things first, can you give me a quick overview of what Memeland is about? Yeah, sure. First of all, thanks for having me, right? Um, I just recovered from COVID. That's why I still have some cough. So maybe I will be keep coughing uh, from time to time. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, uh, about Memeland, right? Um, be- but before Memeland, I should talk about Nigat, uh, the company that I started 14 years ago with uh, four other co-founders, right? Um, we are still running Nigat. Uh, uh, it's like it's uh, one of the biggest uh, Web2 uh, 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 meme brand. Yeah, basically, it's like... um. Uh, cross-platform social media brand uh, for sharing funny pictures, videos, and, and memes and stuff like that, right? Um, after running the company for, for so many years, yeah, we understand the, the goods and the bads uh, of social media, of so, uh, Web2 social media, right? That's why when we started to learn more about Web3, learn more about NFT, we started to think that, hey, maybe this is something that can actually uh, 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 revolutionize the things that we are doing right now. That's why starting from this year, we started to uh, buy more NFTs to uh, learn more about uh, NFT and Web3. And then in April this year, we started Memeland, uh, our Web3 uh, brand. Yeah. We call it a Web3 Focus uh, Venture Studio yeah. so that uh, Memeland itself um, is not is actually not really just a land or something like that. I think I would say that it's kind of like the inspiration was kind of like, Disneyland, right? Yeah, but Disneyland is not just a land, right? It's it's like at the company, something like that, right? So it's like um a venture a venture studio. Uh, we are building and investing in social products, right? For community with community, yeah. Building means uh, hey, maybe we will build some products, right? And investing that means that we are also investing uh in some products as well, right? So what we really want to do is um we want to uh, connect creators and communities together through uh, creativities. Yeah, the cats behind. Yeah, and also memes and NFT, right? All the uh, blockchain tech. Yeah, because what uh, um, amazes me is um, finally, we feel like the incentives can be aligned for all the parties uh, uh, in, the, in the ecosystem, right? Because traditionally, uh, for Web2 business, right? Uh, a platform, no matter how big they are, uh, for example, like Facebook or TikTok, right? They rely on advertisers. But the fact is, most of their audience, right, their users, they don't really like ads, right? So advertisers, uh, uh, the platform, and the and the content creators, and also the users, right, their incentives don't align all the time, right? Meanwhile, for Web3, it seems like um, uh, we can actually grow with our community. That's why I feel like, hey, this is so exciting. That's why we started Memeland and tried to um, uh, 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 build out our business uh, in Web3. Yeah, and time flies, and then it's like, more than half a year, right? And then we launched our um, the real MVP collection in June. 
Uh, and then uh, we launched the potatoes, a free mean in July. And uh, we are launching uh, uh, the captains, our main uh, collection uh, in Q4 uh, this year. That means this month. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about Nine Gag. You mentioned about uh, it was a Web2 meme brand. Uh, what mm. does that exactly mean? How did you monetize it? Basically, for 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 Nigat, um, we have more than fifty million followers on Instagram, right? Sixteen million followers on Twitter, forty million followers on uh, Facebook, and also hundreds of uh, uh, hundreds of millions of users on using our web as well as our app, right? Uh, uh, it's it's a very simple uh, business in the sense that. Uh, we are a platform for people to submit the content. That means we don't create the content, right? But the creators create the content and then they, they submit to us so that we can reshare them on social medias or they can uh, get shared on our, our web and also app. Yeah, and we get the revenue by uh, advertising. Yeah, and then uh, sometimes uh, some advertisers, they will uh, um, find uh, creators uh, via our platform as well. And then uh, we also work with the creators as well as the advertisers to create some so-called sponsor content. Yeah, that's how we uh, uh, generate the revenue for Nigat, yeah, our Web2 business. So is it a social media platform? It's kind of like a hybrid. On one hand, we have our website, our app. For that part, it's kind of like uh, our own community our own products, right? But on the other hand, we also handpick the, the good content from our, uh, our community, right? As well as uh, the submissions from the creators. And then we, we share them on the social media. So most people, they know Nightgap because they follow us on Instagram, right? Uh, we are one of the biggest brands on Instagram as well. Yeah, and, and then... And then somehow, oh, later they discover that we also have a website. Yeah, that's how they 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 use our website and app as well. So it's like a it's like a hybrid. It's like a mixture. Yeah. All right. So so then this community that you already had, you know, those millions of people, you obviously um they are more like followers, right? Like the and and uh, so do you have like their details? Do you have like their um because some of them are also logged into the platform to what degree do you have access to their details basically we don't really track our user that much yeah because we it's, it's like a platform for sharing funny pictures and stuff right uh we have their email yeah and then we track the ip as well yeah because somehow uh, we have to uh, prevent spam right using ip that's all, that's it right and then uh, i think on the website uh, the uh, uh, we also uh, track some uh, data uh, from from the posts that they like right so that we can recommend uh, the other posts that they may like right so basically pretty simple stuff it's it's not like sophisticated like facebook right and track all your stuff on and off facebook it's not like that yeah okay and now the reason why i'm asking is like how much of that audience you think you will be able to bring into web3 so for example if you are um you know when you've been when you started building meme land how many of that audience what percentage of that audience did you bring into web3 as opposed to actually um you know selling uh, to web3 audience we actually didn't really want to bring our audience to web3 right now because on one hand, um, I would say that um, the user experience uh, or the existing user experience of Web3 is not up to so-called Web2 standard, right? That means it's very, very troublesome for a normal or for a new user to try to learn how to participate in Web3, right? Imagine how you buy NFT, right? You have to get Ethereum, right? Uh, or maybe Solana, right? Or maybe other coins, right? But how do you get those coins, right? If you get it from a, a, a decentralized uh, exchange or you get it from MetaMask, right? 
But the thing is, hey, what is MetaMask, right? Why? How come there's no lock-in, right? How come there are so many uh, uh, wallets, right, in the same wallet, right? What is private key, right? I mean, all this kind of stuff, it takes some time to onboard the, 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 the so-called Web2 users, right? That's why when we started, we, we want to make sure that, hey, we actually can become a brand that they can trust so that when we really launch something and then promote to our existing audience, right, then they know that, hey, they have been building in Web3 so that hey, when they ask us to join a meme land, right, then they know that this is a legit brand by Nike. Instead of, hey, we just kind of like shove everything right to our existing audience, uh, help them to create wallet and then send them E for something like that and create a, a useless token, right? Then that is not something that we want to do. Yeah, that's why uh, we try to, hey, build Web3 in a very native way. That means, hey, can we launch our NFT collection, right? And then get, people who are already in Web3 to, um, to support us so that they can give us feedback. Because Web3 has been moving so fast. In fact, right, even this year, right, we come from bull market to bear market in one year, right? And then so many good projects is, uh, was, uh, were launched, right? And then so many rug pool projects were launched as well, right? I mean, it's kind of like Wild Wild West. That's why we want to make sure that, hey, we know how to do it in a native way, in a correct way, so that when we tell our users what they should do, right, then we can we can kind of like uh, become the, the trailblazer in that sense and, and onboard them in a safe and secure way. That's why, to be honest, when we launched Beamland, we didn't expect to just onboard the Nugget user right away. We actually want to build out our referee audience. But the good thing is um because Nike have, have a lot of our users over the years, right? That's why a lot of uh, our existing meme land holders, they knew Nike before, they used Nike as a kid, right? <laughs> the, the one sentence that I always hear is, hey, Ray, I use uh, Nike a lot when I was a, a student, right? When I was in high school, right? That makes me feel very old, but also very happy, yeah. So at some point you think, you know, once the Web3 experience is more accessible, that at that point you think you will be able to bring in your audience because, you know, we all want to bring in more people into Web3 or uh, another way of thinking of it, we want Web3 to be more accessible to everybody um, because otherwise the, the space is too small and too niche. And um, it's just the, the uh, progression of uh, this technology. Uh, that needs to be, um, you know, eventually reaching millions of people and billions of people. So what's your contribution going to be? At what, what point do you think you, as somebody who has already got an audience in Web2, that you are going to um, uh, actually participate in or, or contribute to uh, bringing in Web3 to the masses? I wouldn't say contribution, right? Because it sounds... It sounds a little bit arrogant, right? But I would say that for a legit brand like uh, Nigat, right, uh, who is um, uh, willing to explore Web3, I think this is already, I would say, a positive signal, right? And then if we can actually make something meaningful in Web3, this is the second positive signal, right? Then when we tell our Web2 uh, users and audience right, that, hey, Right now, we have something new for you. Right? This is something better, uh, better than our existing products. I would say that um, it will give them more confidence to actually join Web3. Right? Because, I mean, it's not the first time that I hear that, hey, Ray, uh, uh, Mimlan is my first NFT. Right? It's not because uh, they know NFT. It's just because they know Nigat. And they know that, hey, Nigat has been around for so many years. Right? They know that Nigat doesn't rub pool. They know that the team is hardworking. Right? And then the Nigat, I mean, because 
I mean, you run a uh, you run a media company, right? You know that hey, how can you keep pushing good content every day, right? That means uh, you have to work every day, right? Even if there are schedule scheduling tool on social media, you still have to pick the uh, content and, and stuff like that. I mean, if a team is willing to stick around for 14 years, right, nonstop, I would say that it gives people more confidence, right, that the team will continue to build. Yeah, I think um, uh, uh, this is something that we want to uh, um, so-called lead by example in some sense uh, to to tell people that, hey, Web3 is more than just speculation, right? Uh, it's The tech is cool. Uh, the application can be very powerful. So maybe uh, we should uh, be the one that invests uh, and also to um, uh, build in Web3 so that more people uh, will come, more brands will come, right? Because when you look at the existing space, what are some brands that are actually big in Web2, uh, which are also willing to actively building web free, right? I mean, maybe Nike, right? But maybe Adidas, right? But what are other big brands, right? And when you look at the collections that they launched, the holders that they have, the community that they have built, are they very web free, right? I mean, those are the things that we also ask ourselves and we try to be one of the top uh, leaders, right? Yeah, in the web free, so that we give comfort, confidence to our uh, users in web two as well. Because at the end of the day, if you look at it very, uh, very accurately, there is no Web 2 and Web 3. Basically, it's just human beings, right? It's just people, right? If we can tell them that this is useful, this is uh, revolutionary, and this creates value, they will join, right? Right now, we haven't done that. We as in as in the, the industry, right? That's why people uh, haven't joined, right? As simple as that. I think a lot of projects, uh, uh, when they launch, right, their, their promise or their purpose is, uh, hey, we want to bridge Web 2 and Web 3, right? I would say that most of the time, this is like exaggeration. Because on one hand, the NFT or the project itself, they haven't established a name in Web 3. They have nothing in Web 2, right? That means they have done 0% in the things that they want to do, right? Because you can't just build a bridge, right? Because you also have to kind of like have connection into a web two and web three as well, right? I would say that for Nigat, we we almost like fifty percent done because we already have a, a a huge audience in web two. So right now, what we are trying to do is, uh, can we also build out the other fifty percent, which is the web three? Then we can become the bridge of web two and web three. I love it. Now. You said that you wanted to build something meaningful uh, in uh, Web3. So tell me about Mingland. How is it How is it something meaningful in, in uh, what sense? You know, what, what, what is it exactly? Mm, I mean, if it may sound a little bit cocky or arrogant, right? When I, when I say that, hey, these are uh, the things that we are building are meaningful, right? But I would say that we bring some different uh, practices or thoughts, right? Or ideas, right? Uh, in Web3. At the end of the day, we are not some random kids, right? Starting their own, their first project, right? We have been building company for, for decades, right? So what we are trying to do is, uh, can we actually bring the uh, product knowledge, right? Business knowledge, right? Uh, as well as, um, I would say, uh, business idea. Yeah, and also how to manage your community, how to manage a team, right? Into Web3. I, that's why when you look at uh, the way that we've done uh, with Memeland, I would say it's quite different from most of the projects out there. Right? For example, uh, we always tell our holders that, hey, NFT is just the appetizer. 
right? It's not our main dish, right? Don't don't expect, hey, we, we will keep launching NFT collections, right? Because at the end of the day, keep dropping NFT is not a business model, right? Because somehow I think why most of the, the projects are not working so well in the so-called bear market is because actually they don't have any business model, right? They don't have any product, right? Other than hype, other than marketing, right? And and if you if you have been working for some time, you know that you have to solve problem, you have to create value in order to kind of like maintain or sustain as a business. Now, I think those thinking, right, it seems so common in 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 real life, in daily life, in web two, but it seems like kind of like rare in web three, because when you talk about NFT projects, right, most people actually don't know how they will make money, right? That's why when uh, uh, the, the the zero percent royalty debate started, right? I think a lot of projects kind of like sh are shaken, right? Of course, as a creator, I'm very vocal about royalty, right? But to be honest, right? The worst case scenario, even if there's zero percent royalty, I know that meme will survive, right? Because we know how to survive with zero percent royalty because Web2 is zero percent royalty, right? But at the end of the day, we feel like, hey, Royalty is something that is very innovative in Web3. That's why we still want to uh, do our best to keep it. And luckily, right, you can see the, the, the trend uh, uh, has been changing uh, in the last uh, few weeks. Uh, so I would say it's, it's too early to tell. But somehow, I think just different experience, different background, different perspective. Those are the things that we want to bring into Web3. Yeah, on one hand, to help Web3 to, to, to build. On the other hand, also help us to... I would say to realize our our vision, our mission. Yeah, I agree uh, about the whole royalty situation and and what you said about the fact that the NFT is the appetizer, is not the main dish. I I really agree with that. Um, that's what we are also doing for Impeak in that um, you know we have uh, we have a small collection, but then from here on we are moving into. Um, the, uh, into a soulbound tokens because we are an educational platform, you know. So uh, we want people to actually, um, you, you know, uh, commit to a certain amount of time to actually learn and educate and, um, you know, access uh, the network and the content. And rather than focusing on, um, you know, just the, uh, rather than focusing on actual, uh, just like the, the speculative aspect of the token. Um, so, so do you see, so right now you have had several um, collections. So do you see that at some point you will do something other than, um, you know, a, a tradable NFTs? Do you think, for example, you might uh, experiment with Soulbound tokens or how, how do you see this um, expansion going? I think, um, I mean, our, our, our mission, right, is more about bring the uh, communities together, right, and uh, with uh, blockchain tech. Right in, I think NFT is still very, very new, uh, comparing to cryptocurrency, right? Because the first NFT maybe, I mean, it's like a few years ago, right? Cryptocurrency is still is around for like ten years, but it's still very new, right? So I would say that there will be new application, yeah, with blockchain, yeah. That's why I can almost guarantee to say that hey, we won't just keep doing NFT. Right? Because maybe there are new things, right? But I think from what I've just, uh, for what I've um, learned in Web3 so far, right? I mean, NFT is a good way because it is um, it is very uh, 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 direct 
to the to the holders because they feel like they hold something, right? And they feel like they they're part of something. They're part of a a, a community. They have their own uh, identity, right? This is good because because if you can gather like a hundred, a thousand, ten thousand people who really believe in you, we can do a lot of things together, right? Yeah, uh, because we were in YC, right? That's why I always uh, uh read um always read uh, uh PG's article, right? He meant he always mentioned that hey, if you can make a hundred people really love your product, right? This is a this is a very good start, yeah. And then do the things that doesn't scale. Those are really really good teaching, right? That also guide us uh when we build our company, and and for NFT, we can actually do it, right? And 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 something that is very different from Web two is uh when we get those uh, holders, right? When we get our holders to be with us together, they also have a uh, growth, yeah, in in the asset value, right? As well as in the experience, yeah. That's why when we when I first buy NFT, I joined Kaiju Kings, right? I know the team. A lot of uh, builders are, are are in uh, Kaiju Kings, and I also joined Moonbergs. I also joined Gattaca again, right? All these communities. There are a lot of builders there. That's how we build together. Because on one hand, we want to learn from the good existing communities. On the other hand, we also want to build our community. And that's how we can build together. And this is something that you can't really see in Web2 very easily. Because in Web2, you're either an investor, you're either a customer, right? you're either the, the company. Somehow you can't really uh, have a lot of people that, that uh, hold, uh, wear different hats together. But right now for NFT, on one hand, we are kind of like a, a, a user, right? On the other hand, we are also like investor. And we can also be the builder. So this dynamics is, is actually very interesting because uh, we can see uh, the experience get shared more uh, easily. And also we can also see that um, it creates uh, more liquidity you know, comparing to comparing to uh, traditional uh, equity investing, right? If we get try to go out to raise funding and then the investor, if they want to exit, they probably can't do it because uh, it takes at least a few years, right? For the team to, to raise the next round or to exit. Meanwhile, for NFT, hey, if they don't believe in the team, they can just sell, right? Of course, a lot of people are in NFT for profit. But some, some, I believe that some uh, holders, some collectors, right? They actually believe in the team and they want, want to build with the team. You can see that in, in Bored Apes, a lot of uh, all punks, right? All those guys, they were the early, early minters and that's why they, they make a, a good profit, good return, right? But other than that, they also learn from the team and they also started their own business. That's, that's how amazing it is for Web3. And that's why I'm so bullish in Web3. I agree, but at the same time, there is this obsession with the uh, with the floor price, right? Um, I mean, it's all good and well when the price uh, is high, but when you, let's say, for example, when you have your next drop, surely, for example, the price of potatoes is going to fall, right? Because a lot of people are holding right now because they want the um, opportunity to. Um, you know to get the the next drop but once once that happens then then the price is going to fall and when the price falls the same people who are very bullish now they become very bearish and and it actually has a very negative effect on um the brand perception so what's your thoughts on that and actually one of the questions that has been submitted is specifically about the price uh, so some people uh, who are potato holders are asking me um, you know, what are you going to do about uh, the uh, price of potatoes falling after? To be honest, I, I kind of disagree with uh, what you just discussed, right? What, we, what you just mentioned. 
I mean, I don't think potatoes for price will go down or will get dumb. Yeah, maybe there, I mean, for NFT, there's always fluctuation, right? Yeah, the key is, let, let me put it this way. Yeah, I mean, as a founder, right? I should not talk about price all the time. Yeah, but of course, I pay attention to the price. I mean, for every founder or, or for every founder, right? If they say that they don't care about the price, I think they're lying. Yeah, maybe, or maybe they're super successful, right? Maybe like they're like Yuga Labs, right? That's why they don't care about the price. Yeah, but... But I would say that for 99% of the founders, right, they still pay attention to the price. Yeah. But somehow we have to find a good balance. On one hand, we have to be mindful of the price. On the other hand, we should not get dragged by the price uh, all the time. Because as a founder, as a team, as a builder, you can't really control the market. We control what we do, what we build, right? We also control the communication, how we can communicate with the market, what we are building, right? And I think that in, in Web3 is pretty interesting. Because people are, are very impatient. Yeah. That's why they want to see result in weeks or even in days, right? But that's not how the real world works. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for any meaningful companies, at least it takes a few months to launch a product, right? I think those are the things that a lot of people don't understand. And but the thing is, as a founder in Web3, you also understand the people think like that way, right? Then how can you uh 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 prevent that i think this is this shows that this requires some skills as a web3 founders right i think some teams are doing it really really well and that's why hey, you can see that the price are, are sustained very well right i mean so far for me man right we launched almost like half a year right potatoes for price is is a free mean and then right now it's like 1.6 1.7 right marvelous in this market right i'm not trying to be arrogant but factually speaking we are the best performing collection right that is a launch in the last six months yeah one of the best, not 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 the best, but probably one of the best, right? And then for for uh, uh Udaru MVP, our mean price was uh, five point three ETH, right? And then we got fucked up, up and down, left and right, right? Right now the full price is like twenty ETH plus, right? Four X, five X in the bear market. I would say that it's a decent it's a decent job, right? Do you think that it's all just luck? No, right? There's a lot of luck, right? I'm very very grateful. But we also try to do a lot to make sure that how we can keep our holders engaged. At the end of the day, uh, uh, in the blockchain world, we always say that don't trust verify, right? Meanwhile, as a team in Web3, what we actually want to build the most is trust, right? They trust that we will keep delivering. They trust that the value will keep going up, right? Maybe someday it will top, right? But at least, hey, we just launched like a few months ago. So I would say that the, the, the role is still very long, right? I think those are the things that um uh, a founder or a team can do, yeah, uh, to, I would say, uh, to make sure that the price doesn't fluctuate too much to create a death uh, spiral in the sense that, hey, the, the price go down, the community become a very uh, uh, very uh, impatient, right? And then they, they undercut the floor and then the, the price continue to go down and then it doesn't come back very easily, right? But, the, but at the end of the day, if the team continues to work, continues to communicate, right? I believe the, the price uh, will reflect that. Maybe it's a delayed, uh, maybe it will be delayed, uh, the, the reflection. Yeah, but if the team actually creates value, I believe that the price uh, will, will bounce back. Yeah. Meanwhile, for uh, back to your question, right? For potatoes, we have a certain mechanism, right? To make sure that our holders understand the value of potato, 
we always tell them that hey, potatoes is not just uh, the 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 allow list to to captains, right? Potatoes has its own position in the mainland ecosystem. That's why one thing that we are quite different from most of the projects out there is uh, we make sure that each of our connect collection are connected, right? MVP have the boosting function for the potatoes, right? Potatoes have the uh, assisting function for the captains. And, and MVP will uh, uh, elevate the value of uh, potatoes and, and uh, uh, captains uh, 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 multiple times, right? I think by being more thoughtful and mindful, I would say that uh, we can, I wouldn't say we can, uh, I hope that we can uh, uh, Main, not maintain, but more like stabilize the price more. Because at the end of the day, uh, if we really want to build, we want a solid community, right? Uh, a solid community will probably lead to a more stable price. So the price is not what we're after, but the more uh, 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 stable uh, community is what we're after. But somehow they're kind of like connected, right? That's why we also have to think about all these uh, practice uh, when we launch our projects, yeah. So you talked about, uh, you know, that as a as a founder, that it's basically almost like your responsibility in some ways to make sure um, that the price of the, uh, you know, the collection is stable, right? I, I think I've done a reasonably well jo a job with our project. You know, we we launched at um, 0.1 ETH for our uh, Genesis Pass, and now it's sitting around 2 ETH. Um, so uh, in this market and, and for us, it's like, you know, we don't have, we don't offer anything other than education and networking. Of course, the Genesis Pass has got um, some really amazing, um, you know, utility in that if you have a Genesis Pass, you can put on your own sessions on the platform. You can utilize the platform in a way to build your own, your own brand and your own, you know, uh, like tap into the audience. And then we have a Gen 2 pass, which is basically just gives access to the content and to the, um, you know, to the network. But when I think about if I wanted to expand this, because for us, for example, we want to build to a point that we have 3 million users by the end of 2027 in five years, right? And um, I can't do that with, train, uh, with tradable NFTs. It has to be with uh, soulbound tokens. So, you know, there are things that are, outside of your control because the market goes down, right? Let's say the whole, the entire market goes down and people freak out and then they want to liquidate. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And in some ways, actually, when you become more successful, it plays to your detriment sometimes because when the price starts to go up, then people who uh, minted at 0.1, they're going to sell at 1 ETH because they're like, okay, I made my, I 10X my money. So it's actually, yeah, really, really difficult. So I'd love to know how you stabilize and how high do you think is sustainable to go and like how can you scale i mean we have to get things um very accurate right because i want to i because i mean we're free people are so good at kind of like take your words out of context right and then say that hey you are uh, was trading, right? You are a Ponzi. And then uh, you are trying to kind of like manipulate the fall and stuff like that, right? That's why I would say that the way that we think about stabilize, sta how to stabilize, right? It's not about stabilize the price. The price. It's about stabilize the community by building trust, right? And then because they trust you, that's why they don't sell the NFT. Or maybe uh, they still sell, right? But they don't just sell or keep undercutting, right? Or just sell for 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 pawn pawn one ETH profit or something like that, right? I mean, we have to make sure that 
we have to make it clear that which one is the goal, which one is the mean, right? Price is not something that we consider, right? But the community, the confidence, the trust, right? the loyalty, right? Those are the things that we we have to think really, really hard, right? I think there um there's a quote that I like a lot, right? I mean, money, right? Is is the gasoline, right? It's the petroleum, yeah. But we are not doing things. Uh, we are not doing a, a a tour, right, for the gas station, right? That's why, on one hand, uh, uh we have to care about our holders' um uh, feelings about the price fluctuation. On the other hand, we also can't get distracted too much, because sometimes, oh, oh because it's almost impossible to keep using news to keep pumping up the price. Right at the end of the day, you still have to deliver, right? And if you if the price fluctuates like weekly, you can't just announce a news uh, every week, right? And you still have to deliver. You still have to build. That's why I think at the end of the day, it's more about how to get the holders that you want. Yeah, instead of trying to hey keep getting new holders and try to keep up the price and stuff like that. Yeah, I think there are some ways that um are uh, are. Uh, uh, proven to be quite effective, right? Number one is a uh, uh, continuous uh, communication, right? That's what I like. That's what's, uh, what I believe in. Because if the founders or the team only show up when there is news, right? That sets a bad example. Because somehow people expected, hey, when you, are, when you stay active, right? Then you come out, right? When there's crisis, then you come out. Then basically, People don't know what the team is building, what, don't know what the team is doing, right? But if the founders have a very regular presence, right, in Discord, uh, on Discord, uh, on Twitter, right, uh, have, a, have a town hall or something like that, like regularly, right, then people know that the team are here, the team are around. It's kind of being, 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 being um, a girlfriend or boyfriend or husband or wife or being parents, right? Showing up is 80% of the job, right? That's why showing up is very important so that when there's fun, the founders are there to explain to the holders, right? When there's crisis, the founders are there. And also when there's good news, right? Then the people who are always in the town hall, they are the first one to know, right? So there's no, no need to kind of like work with influencer to leak other or work with other group to pump for, right? Totally bullshit. Don't need to do that, right? We don't even have to care about the whales because we want to make our holders become the future whales, right? That's our goal. That's our dream. So that, hey, uh, right now, hey, all the bot apes, right, all the punks, right, they are like the cool guys in the in the referee space. Why can't the potatoes or the captains become the future cool guys, right? That's our goal. That's my that's my dream, right? And how to do that? It's basically to tell them, hey, what we plan to build, right? We want to tell them that, hey, please be patient, right? Rome doesn't get built in in one day, right? Yeah. So, so I think uh, full communication. I think we can do a lot of things and 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 solve a lot of problems, right? But of course. Communication alone doesn't doesn't work. That's why we still have to deliver. That's why we have to create some interesting mechanism to kind of like uh, uh, get people engaged. Yeah. For example, like uh, potatoes, we have a growing system, right? We have weekly price draw, and then um and then uh like Moonbergs, it has a uh, nesting as well, right? And those are effective measure to show to kind of like prove that uh, it can uh, uh help the the community to become stronger, to become more solid. Why? Because once they stick, they don't have to think about uh, whether I should sell all the time, right? They don't even look at the full price all the time unless it got dropped like 50%, right? But otherwise, they don't look at it. When people don't look at it, then the community is more solid. It's kind of like a guy. I'm a guy, right? It's kind of like, hey, if you always stay at home, if you don't go out to parties, to disco and stuff like that, right? Of course, there's a lower chance that you will have uh, some, some affairs, right? Yeah, it's as simple as that. 
as a founder, we want to tell people to be loyal by creating mechanism. It's kind of like, hey, can you make a good dinner at home, right? Then I come back for dinner every day, right? Uh, can you uh, make the whole experience at home nice, right? Then I come back every day, right? We try to do that. I'm like the, the spouse at home to make sure that the whole experience is nice. There is trust, right? On the other hand, I still have to show that, hey, we have value, right? So if you don't value me, I can still live a great life, right? I'm not dependent on you. Because I think from time to time, some holders, right, when they when they when their bad uh, got affected, right, then they will kind of like emotionally uh, backmail you, right? Hey, if you don't do certain of thing, I will just dump your floor, right? Just dump it. I don't care. People will just pick it up, right? I think uh, as a founder, we have to be we have to care about our in our community so much, but we can't we can't we can't kind of like uh, get driven by the community. We are more like community informed, but also we have to be mindful of, uh, hey, the communities, what they want may not be what the team wants to build, right? So we, uh, full communication, we can uh, we can align better. I think at the end of the day, it comes down to that. Yeah, because if there is trust, then it's okay for the price to fluctuate because you know that you have 80%, 90% people supporting you, right? If only 10% people are listing the NFT, then the floor can maintain much more easily. Right. For example, like meme land potatoes, right? It's always just one percent, two percent. On one hand, because of our growing system, right? But on the other hand, I believe that our our community kind of trust we will deliver, right? That's why they don't list, yeah, because they would, they would, uh, they maybe they they don't want to miss any uh future opportunity. I mean, it's it's not rocket science, yeah, but it takes work, yeah, and also it takes uh, some thoughts, yeah. Mm. Nice. No, I love it. Okay, perfect. I think we've covered most things. Maybe last question is, what's your vision for Meme Land, let's say, in three years from now? Three years is a long time in, in Web3, right? I mean, even one month is a long time. Yeah, I remember I watch uh, some, 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 I, I think... I'm not sure whether it's from your show or from other other. I, I think yeah. you are talking about yeah my chat with uh with Kevin Rose where he's yeah. talking about yeah oh, yes he, he talked yeah, he about talk, he was yes, like like yeah. don't think that far yes <laughs> yeah. yeah it's yeah he he said that uh, for the planning right it may right now the only plan maybe like one to three months right not not like six months something like that right I mean it's true I mean first of all as a as a company right you have to make something people want right but what people want changes so quickly in Web three. That's why we also have to be very flexible. That's why I think that having a very fixed roadmap is really bad because if you deliver what you say, what you say on your roadmap, there's no surprise. Four will dump, right? If you don't follow your roadmap, what's the point of having a roadmap, right? That's why for us, I mean, after running Nightcat for so many years, right? We understand that it's very important to have a mission, right? We know what we really want to achieve, right? But the, the the means, the how to go there, that can be very flexible. That's why I really love the the, the metaphor of sailing, right? That's why even for Meemland, we make it like a private uh, collection, right? Yeah, because there's no role. There's no point for roadmap. But it's kind of like a sea, right? We know our destination. Maybe we will get lost. Maybe the weather will be bad, right? Maybe there's a storm. But as long as we know how to navigate and we know our destination, then there's a good chance that we can go there, right? We can get there. And I think uh, this is what we want to do with Meemland. That's why I, I, I mentioned at the beginning that, hey, we want to bring ownership to every community in the world. The, the, the thing that we want to focus on is actually so-so-fi. 
is actually creator economy. Because those are the things that we know, right? I'm a big fan of Warren Buffett's uh, circle of competence. Don't do things that you don't know, right? So-so, right? Something that we've been doing for a decade, right? Yeah. And 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 right now for Web3, it's so new. Everyone is learn is a learner, right? If we learn really, really hard and apply our existing skills, I think we have a good start uh, to build something related to social social fi and creator economy. Yeah. And and I hope that we can achieve that and become one of the, the lead, leading companies in Web3 uh, with our experience. But we don't focus on GameFi. We don't focus on IP building, right? We focus on social fi because that's what we know. That's what we do. That's what we do well. Yeah. Uh, look, you convinced me. Uh, I, uh, I, I'm, I'm very excited about what you're building, actually. And um, now that I have a better understanding of where you're coming from, uh, you know, I'm definitely bullish on, on what you're doing. So, <laughs> so th thank you. <laughs> thank you for sharing. And uh, uh, like you said, you know, you've been building this for uh, for 10 years. And, and I think that um, you have a very uh, good understanding of how the psychology of web3 works and uh, and and you have the background of building in uh, web2 so um i can see why you know the the success so far speaks for itself and like you said you know we can't really talk that far ahead uh, in web3 because things move very quickly so yeah i think for 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 web3 it's like 90% similar to what we are doing with nike right that's why Hey, there's FUD, right? There are always haters on the internet, right? And then talk to communities, right? We always talk to our communities, right? If we talk about promotion or marketing, we are memes, right? We, we share memes for a living. So it feels like, hey, it's kind of like for us, we are like a professional basketball player playing with some kids, right? Some high school kids, right? I mean, I'm not saying that we will win for sure, right? But I would say that it's not super difficult for us to play a good game. Yeah, if we if we do well, right? I mean, we still have to learn because maybe there are some super cool high school kid, right? If you play with a 17-year-old uh, LeBron James, right? Or Kobe Bryant, right? Of course, they still win, right? But I would say that we still keep learning, right? And and I hope that through talking to more uh, founders, right? Being part of other people's community so that we can help each other to build out. And and, and before we go, I think there's one, one metaphor that I, I also want to share. Uh, because uh, uh, the first product that we will launch, I mean, after the NFT collection, the first product that we will we will launch is called Holders.com, right? The the tagline is a Trip Advisor for Web three. Why we use Trip Advisor as an example, right? Because I feel like each NFT project is kind of like a sightseeing spot, right? Maybe you go to London, maybe you go to Hong Kong, maybe you go to uh, uh, the US, maybe for different purposes. Some people buy arts, right? Some people buy PFP. Some people buy community. It's kind of like, hey, uh, you go to London for business. Some people go to London for, for, for leisure, right? But the thing is, right now, there's no good information of, hey, whether this is a good place, right? So what we want to do is, uh, can we have a place to gather all those useful information? On one hand, for people who have been there, who, who was part of, part of the community, they can share their experience, right? Instead of just shielding their own bets, because right now, how come influence have so much power over, over the NFT? It's because there's no good way to get information, right? Imagine if someone wants to know more about MemeLang, where they can get information, right? They can just go to Twitter to search. But there are so many spams and bots on, on Twitter. I hope Elon Musk can, can fix that, right? But somehow, it's so hard to find it. With TripAdvisor, right? 
hopefully, with I mean with holders.com, hopefully it's easier for people to understand about each project, about each community. Then it's easier for them to make their decision. And that also helps Web2 people to onboard to Web3. Otherwise, even if I want to buy an NFT, where do I start? I only ask my friend, but my friend will probably, maybe I'm, I will become the exit liquidity, right, of my friends. Yeah, friends, right? Yeah, so with a, with a better portal to share information, I hope that we can help improve referee and also bring people in from Web2. Yeah, definitely. Um, on in Peak, we have this thing called NFT Insider, which is where we invite um NFT uh, community leaders, founders, uh, for uh different areas of like different areas of expertise. For example, we had um uh, G Money. Um, you know, he he comes in and does regular sessions like uh, once every six weeks about fashion NFTs. Um, then we have Hume doing you know on music NFTs. That's another way of looking at it, rather than looking at what each project does. What are the best projects in sports? What are the best projects in music? What are the best projects in fashion, etc. So so that's also uh, something that that's um, yeah. Uh, so we can potentially collaborate on that. And that could be yeah. Quite- sure, sure. Although the question is, I don't even know what expertise I have. But the thing is, honestly, right? Web three is moving so fast. There are so many new projects coming up every day. Honestly. Even the participants, right? They pay attention to crypto Twitter or NFT Twitter all the time. They may still don't know every project, right? And there are so many people trying to share other news and stuff like that. That's that's why I think it's hard. Yeah, because there are newcomers every day. Yeah. Meanwhile, for the for the existing players, they they, they also have their own challenges and burden. Yeah. So yeah, so it's it's great for you to um, have an insider section, right? To help insider uh, sharing to help them to have a more expert perspective on one hand. But I think even for the expert, right, they also learn something from your holders, right? Because, hey, maybe they know some new projects that I don't know, right? That's that's why I love I love um, uh, Web3 because the feedback loop is so short, right? Building it, I mean, talking to our holders, it indeed makes me happy. Because I feel like I can also learn a lot of uh, uh, things from them. Maybe they're a crypto expert, right? Maybe they're very, uh, maybe they're a smart contract expert. Those are the things that we can learn from them. That's why I love Web3 because it gives me a lot of new learnings every day. And also as a as a founder, it also gives me um, uh, instant gratification because when you launch a new feature, so when you launch a new, new product, right? Whether it works or not, in Web2, maybe it takes like months, right? In Web3, if you launch it, if people like it, they will tell you, right? And then it also kind of like reflect on the price as well. So, I mean, that's like playing games, right? In Web2, it's like a very, very slow game. In Web3, it's like hard, high, uh, I would say difficulty is hard, but also more exciting, yeah. So, um, awesome. No, this is great. And thank you. Uh, yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate that. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Ray Chan, aka 9Gag CEO. Be sure to give him a follow on Twitter and keep an eye out for the upcoming Captain's release. If you enjoy this podcast, be sure to subscribe to it on Apple, Spotify, or any other one of your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to give it a five-star rating and write a review. The full interviews are also available on my YouTube channel, The Somi Ariane Show. <laughs>